Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hey, 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 today I am introducing you to one of my oldest resources for interior design. And I have got Linda Hodnett of Stitch Studio, which originates from the 25 year legacy that was Janie's Draperies. Purchasing the drapery work room in the summer of 2018, Linda Hodnick, an ASID interior designer with over 30 years in the design industry, wanted to create the soft goods workroom she's always dreamed of. A studio for designers by a designer, a one-stop shop designer's resource for custom interior soft goods in San Diego. I have been using this workroom since the very beginning um, when I first started my design career in 2005 and I'm so excited to be able to share this resource with all of you. We are going to be exploring the workroom this week through the design coven. So if you're here in San Diego and you want to join our design coven um, the link is below and we will be doing a beautiful tour of the space and learning all good things from Linda. I hope you enjoy this episode. I look forward to hearing from any of you if you have any questions. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please, please, please write us a beautiful five-star review so that we can be seen and found by other um, aspiring interior designers and or if you have somebody that you think can benefit from the podcast please 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 share hello i'm rachel lorraine crawford a creatrix of sacred space through holistic interior design and magic welcome to bewitching the home where we discover new concepts meet creatives and conscious businesses that contribute to creating an enchanted home filled with mindfulness, intentional living, and well-being for us, our families, and Mother Earth, a home connected to our highest vibration that brings us balance, harmony, and a purposeful way of living. Hello, hello. On today's episode of Bewitching the Home, we have Linda Hodnett um, of Stitch Studio along with her own interior design business. I'm super excited to have her on because we get to get into the world of soft goods, draperies, all of those things. And before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and open our space to get us uh, connected into the present moment uh, by ringing our bell, just anchoring into our bodies. I'm going to light our candle from Mithras, my magical candles that I love. It's it's turning very little here. I just been <laughs> burning away with this. Like one, one more inch and it's a new candle. Yeah, it's almost non-existent. It's a little... Well, like this and, and you know connecting with that element of fire connection creativity and then of course i'm gonna pull a card and um i've got 
Moon BB Magic Tarot Card deck from Angela Mary Magic, who was on uh, Bewitching the Home at the very, very beginning. So I just love pulling her cards in. They're fun and they're colorful and... Um, and we are excited to see what card. Excited, yeah. Uh, all right, Linda, let's see what we've got. I'm going to read the cards right side up so if it comes in reverse, I'm turning it over. Just how I roll. Oh, oh my God. I pulled this at the last, the last episode I just did. It's the Emperor again, um, which is structure. And this is one of my actual, my values is emperor energy for the design coven which is to me it's all about taking action it's about holding space for others to be able to grow for others to be seen um it's just that that masculine authority but um but in a way that's healthy right it's like it's it's making room for other people so that they can they can thrive and be successful they can all be queens of their queendoms it's it's just a magical um, card for me. Everybody wants to occupy that throne. Right? <laughs> ah, I love it. Do you have any um, special connection with the emperor or do you have anything? Well, you're, you're an Aries. Man. I, I'm a moon and I'm a dragon and I'm all sorts of like the kind of the director, the leader, the, yeah. the, it's weird. It's I'm a number five. I'm or number one. I'm like it's just yeah. weird how all these numbers and everything always plays into. And you try to fight it and you can't fight it. Mm -mm. Just can't fight it. Yeah, you definitely hold that emperor energy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta embrace my inner cloak. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's I mean your energy is really strong, and I can totally see that. That's beautiful. All right. So, what are you nourishing yourself with this morning? What do you got over there? So super excited about this. Okay. Espresso's new lemon espresso. Oh. A little bit of almond milk, a little, you know, warm, cozy, start my day. Nice. Um, I have an espresso as well. I do Roma, just basic Roma. Roma's nice in my queue. <laughs> nice and intense. Uh, so I've got three things this morning. I always have like a multitude of drinks. So I've got that, I've got a nice pressed Oh, you got something else too. What is that? Water? Yeah. <laughs> Lemon water. Nice. So I've got pressed green juice. Green's number three. And then we did go out a little bit last night. So I am starting with some CBD oil, some cleanse. Oh. I'm misperception just to kind of rebalance here. So yeah, I've got a multitude of things. Um, yes. We have, so we need something in every corner of our space. <laughs> Yeah. to uh, feed our soul and keep us moving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Linda, tell me, what, what is home for you at the moment? Home. <laughs> uh, everywhere is home currently. I'm so on the move all the time that it's just whoever's in my space. Mm -hmm. That is my home. So it's my current friends, family, and husband. No pets. No pets for a couple <laughs> years. Yeah, well, that the, the shop cat. Luna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shop cat does drive my world. It's so <laughs> funny. I forgot about little Luna. Yeah. Oh, mighty. Yeah, she is. Awesome. Yeah, here Amazon packages come in today. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, she's really sweet. Um, so tell me, how did you get into the world of interior design? What was that? Uh, so I was creative as a child from the time I was six, seven years old. 
I was always the person sketching out of the back of the magazine. Mm. I was the person sketching out of books for school. I was making jewelry. I was painting little things. Uh, we lived in Santa Monica and we walked down to the pier and buy these little porcelain things that you would get to paint. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like this weird world of what I spent my money on. You know, here's my allowance. Let me have your porcelain. I was the kooky Annie Hall in high school. Totally wayward, had no clue what I wanted to do. Uh, we had no real guidance. My parents had many children, so it was always when it got to me as number five, you know, I was all, okay. gosh. Oh, yeah. I was the fifth one. I'm sure the other ones had conversations. <laughs> I did not. But uh, it ended up that I had no idea where I wanted to go to school. So I went to UCSD, UCSD in La Jolla and okay. signed up for economics. Who knew? Uh, in the fall of my second year, or just before Thanksgiving, I was hit by a drunk driver. Oh my God. And I kind of had to withdraw out of school, was completely depressed, didn't know what I wanted to do. I moved out of my apartment and to home. And my father said, I think you should be a designer. And I went, what? Coming from a doctor? <laughs> well, what Great. is this? You talk of sm small talk of design yeah. business. He helped me go and I applied to FIDM, UCLA, and Otis Parsons. Oh my God. Was accepted to all three, but didn't kind of know. So he was teaching at UCLA uh, in the medical division and said, I think you'd like LA. So okay. Off I went. My sister was already at UCLA. Off I went to go share an apartment with my younger sister. Oh my gosh. So I. Three and a half years in, I finished. At four years, I walked. It was a starting group of 660 and a finishing group of 60. Oh my so gosh. It yeah. was a huge program. I remember the first one and just this amazing thing. And the kind of the backstory is I grew up in the largest house in Coronado and you know, helped to design a pool and did all these other things that mm. was like, oh, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. This would be cool. I love the antiquity of this house that was built in 1902. I love like that whole vibe and everything had a purpose and everything had a, you know, there was a photography, a, a dark room. There was a ballet wow. studio. There was like everything had a purpose. So every room had a purpose that was used, which is the old way that they designed. Yeah. So... I came, I worked in LA for 11 and a half years before I moved back to San Diego and worked, when I moved back, it was, uh, God, it was 1995, just after the great earthquake of 94 that sent me out of LA. <laughs> and when you were in LA. <laughs> oh, I was in LA in the middle of that. Oh earthquake. my God. And were you working for a design firm or another designer or were you on your own? I, so I, when I moved up there, I worked in the clothing industry because I didn't know what to do as okay. I went to school. And I did window displays and sold clothes. So I worked for a competition to Benetton and did their window displays for this really cool Italian store. And then in 80, what did I say? It was late 87, 88. I was over everything. I got a job with a designer who I still talk to today. Oh my gosh. She was my mentor. I helped raise her children. I worked out of her home. Wow. 
like I we shared the same brain. Uh, she is a Pisces, which is my really compatible sign, uh, which is ironic. And because, no, you know, you always know things, do things, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I worked with her and it got slow and I went to work at another business. I ran a construction company doing bidding and getting the other aspects oh my gosh. of design, which was really tough because it was sexual harassment on a daily basis. Yeah. And having to be strong enough to, which is how that energy comes. Yeah. You know, having to fight against these male dominated, uh, they know everything thing. So I was bidding jobs and doing and dealing with subs and the whole thing, workers comp, all the wow. business aspects of that. So it went from a small design company of, of three to two to a 10 person show and doing all their stuff. And then uh, the earthquake happened. I went back to work with the designer and her husband, because I love them uh, dearly. And then I was like, peace out people. I, I, I can't with this city anymore. So I didn't feel like uh, there was enough design opportunities mm -hmm. in LA because if you weren't the Barbara Berries, you know, yeah. You know, there's too many famous people being designers, which Got is, it. you know, are always our fun thing. So came back here, worked for a window covering specialist and started my own business on the side. So worked with them for 18 years and did my own clients on the side. Wow. That's how it all started. Holy man. <laughs> and you're still doing interior design now. A lot. I, it has been, I, I mean, when did I graduate? I went to, I started in 84, in uh -huh. June of 84 and finished in 87 and I've been in design since 86 working for designers. Wow. And so how did it, how did um, you come in contact with, with uh, what was Janie's? <laughs> Janie, I found a uh, long, long, long time ago when I came out with this window covering business, they had a, a workroom and they kind of wanted to retire. So uh, Janie had worked for uh, Dennis Connor who was a famous person doing his work and was on the sailing team for the America's Cup okay. of San Diego. And she started her own workroom and she started doing all my drapes. Mm. So she was doing all my drapes and bedding and all that kind of wonderful stuff. So I have known her, another fellow Gemini, for a very long time. And in 2015, she came to me and said, I think I wanna retire would you be interested in taking over the business? So fast forward three years later in July of 2018, I took on uh, Janie's draperies or right. it was Janie's custom draperies. I changed it to Janie's draperies because I like simple. Yep. And then a year after that, I rebranded because I found I was doing more than just draperies and I didn't want to be known as just a drapery workroom. Got it. So in taking on the blinds, the drapes, the bedding, the boats, all the things that we do. It was so much more. So uh, my best friend, fellow Pisces, and I brainstormed for Stitch Studio. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I when I was when I first got out into the design world, um, just after graduating, I was working for H. Johnson Interiors. I don't know if you, do you know, Mer I, Merity and- We still do her work. Do you? 
Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's my first too. job. That's my first job. And I literally lived like down the street from Janie's. So I would go to Janie's, pick up all the stuff and head back up to Escondido. Yeah. So I've, I've been there. So I knew her in 2005 and that was always the workroom that we would use. And it's, it still is. <laughs> yeah. So funny. It is such a small world and people forget how small this world is and that you will cross paths. Yeah. And, you know, you should always be thankful for the path that you cross. Oh, absolutely. And and I just remember going into the workroom and um, I think it was Janie. She was always just like, oh, my God, I love your writing. Because, you know, it's cool when you, like, practice the architectural writing. And, like, I just remember getting out of school and I was so, like, diligent on all my paperwork. She's like, I just love this. And it was so that, like, that helped me, like, stand out. And, you know, it's all about those little things that it's like they remember you, right? And it's like, I remember when I went back off on my own, she's like, I totally remember you because of your writing. You know, it's just like, it's just really cool. But, and then I and then I found out that, you know, they rebranded and then you were the new owner. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Because I, you know, the stitch, it just, it makes, it's easy. And um, I love the logo. It's, yeah, fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it's funny because you, when you start doing stuff and somebody's, you know, as a designer, good designers are mostly codependent. We have a hard time saying mm -hmm. no. You mm -hmm. can always make it work. <laughs> so when other designers are, are saying, can you do this for me? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know yeah. how to source. I don't know where to, can you do it? And you're always saying, yes, yes, yes. Things have to evolve. Right. And, and I'm afraid in the evolution of design, what's going to happen if we don't keep these businesses running mm -hmm. because you know you know how i feel about restoration hardware it is just painful when people think that ready-made is design yeah so it's it's you know we need we need to support all the all the businesses out there that are the the dinosaurs mm -hmm. that started it for sure for sure um, so can you share with us exactly all the things, I know you have a ton of things that you do in the workroom, but can you share um, with us and those that are just starting in the design world, what, what is soft goods and what does a workroom do and what services do you offer and what can we expect? Soft goods. Soft goods is the designer's friend. It is the moneymaker of all of design. <laughs> so it is anything that is not a blind is a soft good in the world of window coverings. So drapes, Roman shades, valances, cushions, bedding, pillows, uh, slip covers, like things like things like that mm -hmm. that don't involve big structured things. Like you know, we don't upholster sofas, we don't make slip covers for sofas, you know that kind of stuff. But we do all Got the it. little stuff and bedding so and. Anything that has to do with the bed, bed skirts, anything, all of that stuff is is part of the jam. We work on a lot of boats. We work for a lot of uh, doing specialty boat curtains, boat bedding. Wow. You know, boats have shapes. You can't, you don't do anything on a straight. Everything's on a curve, an angle, uh, this or that. Right. So because I started so long ago in window coverings and knowing things, um, I took on measuring a lot of my own stuff because it made it easier and more productive and faster and keeping things moving uh, so things didn't get held up by one single human. 
Yeah. A lot of times I will go out and do the measures, consult, uh, try to talk through the best solutions for something. Because sometimes what a client wants isn't what they need. Right. And sometimes us as designers get stuck in what a client wants without being able to spin and bob and weave and, and come up with alternate solutions. You know, you, you, you I run a million miles an hour. We all right. know this <laughs> because I go from answering phones to writing orders, to measuring, to ordering, to specking, to problem solving. Uh, on a daily, the first thing I do when I walk in the workroom is ask questions of who has questions on the current jobs and I make a loop, get them going and moving. They all start at 5 a.m. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and there's not enough elixir to get me there at 5 a.m. Oh my gosh. So it, it's just a constant, everything is, every day is different. Every day there's a fire. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, in the design you know that. Or anywhere else, <laughs> on every. Especially in the design world, every day is a fire. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And has, have you kept on all the employees from before? Did they just kind of transition over or did you have to rework that whole thing? So when I took on the workroom, I took on all the employees. When COVID hit, I, I had to, you know, put a pause and yeah. put everybody on unemployment for that period of time from March to May. And I lost two employees immediately to unemployment, mm. which was fun. Everybody else helped come back early to help make masks and do. Everybody was willing to put in the efforts. Wow. They appreciated the job. I run the shop like a family. Yeah. I, 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 we celebrate birthdays every month. We, I, I bring in, I make lunches. I do pizza days. I do things because, you know, nobody's cared for. Yeah. Yes. So I kept all of those until last summer. I lost two, which I didn't think was a bad thing because I really yeah. don't like negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it puts everybody in a tailspin and then there's a lot of internal. And especially when you have a lot of people in one giant room, mm -hmm. you get a lot of personalities. For sure. And, you know, it's how to deal with those things and how to do. Um, my oldest employee is set to retire in a year and a half. Oh my gosh. So she has been there, I mean, 20 something years. Wow. That's so it's kind of crazy. So now I got to find somebody to um, train. I got to find them in the next six months because I want them to train right. under her for a year. Right. Because of her knowledge is just, and her and I work things through on how to do stuff. That's amazing. So it's kind of like, here's the picture, how should we make this and do that? Um, I did, I had one employee who I now employ her husband and her son and they've learned on the job. Oh my goodness. So they've learned to, to do stuff, which is, is you know, it, it just shows you the resilience of people yeah. and they travel from Tecate every day to the work. Wow. So, you know, it's one of those things where it was like, wait a second. So they, like, they had to get American bank accounts. They have working visas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, oh gosh. So it was all these, you know, a lot of stuff that both sides had to do to make this work. 
That's amazing. So for the most part, yes. And now I am, I brought one person out of retirement. So she works with us two days a week, um, which she loves because it keeps her going. Yeah, for sure. That's now, amazing. yeah. So any designers know any seamstresses were, we need them. <laughs> we need them. <laughs> we're down. Yeah, we're putting it out there. <laughs> yes. I need that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you are an interior designer first. So you understand the struggle um, of being in the field and also having the knowledge of being in the workroom. So you are really combining these two forces. So when a designer does come to you with an issue or a problem, or they don't like for me, like I'll come to you and be like, I don't know how to communicate this or what's the best solution or what do I do with this? And, you know, and it's for me, it's really important to be really open with you to be like, you know, I'm kind of at a loss or I need help. Right. And then for you or for me and you, it's like, you're able to come and help me with a solution. And I think that's so valuable. And I honestly, that is like, that's like gold to me to be able to come to somebody and be open and say, I don't know. And, and to have you. It's, it's true because help. the designers that do the best that have the least amount of errors to their jobs that come back, you know how that works. Yep is a communication thing. I say, I don't think this is going to work well. If you fight me on it, it's going to come back. You know, it's like, I got a, I just got a fabric for two different designers and it's a problem fabric and mm. it's a silk. And I said, don't ever bring this back because these people cannot use this pillow. It may, it's lined. Yeah. And the pressure of the body shredded it, just pulled the threads wow. out and I said, it, it, it's pretty. Yeah. It should be drapes only because it can't have any kind of tension. And she's, you know, she was like, oh, thank God. You know, I, I just put this and I told the clients we can do other pillows. This could be a pretty pillow. You can't sit on it. It was in a chair that wasn't supposed to be used. And lo and behold, they're using it. Yeah, of course. I was like, that's because they love it so much. So it's one of those things. Uh, I think that collaboration is huge. I get... I get to do some really fun and creative stuff. I help uh, a designer. Her name is Myrna from Home Vogue, and she has been doing it for a long time, and she gets it, and she asks. And she had these uh, kids' draperies that had this kind of like terry cloth polka dots, bright colors. Oh, yeah. And the client moved houses and said, I want to use these to make pillows. Mm -hmm. So we brought it in, and they were like Pottery Barn drapes. So as we took them apart, we didn't have enough to make pillows. And I said, hey, Myrna, don't have enough to make the pillows, but why don't we do like two pillows the way you want? And let's do the third pillow and the drape combination that's pink with the yellow welting on it. And got a picture yesterday of the room done and said she loves her room so much. Oh, it's so cute. Awesome. So, you know, knowing things like the pillows are used on the floor, let's use touchdown instead of straight down so they don't mush, you know, just that. Yeah. Silly little things that people don't think about, but I have to think about because I have to make it. Yeah. So, and it's fun. I mean, there's stuff that I am like so proud of when it comes out because it's so cool. Like, oh, that's right. That I'm like, okay, love it. Love it. <laughs> You're doing good things. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's huge having you in, in, you know, in our corner and to have somebody that specializes in this because then you can bring that to your client and you can know what you're talking about and you have experience and it's just, it's huge. I mean, the value there is really beyond yeah. just being a workroom. So um, that's something I really wanted to express and share with, you know, these designers. And like I said, like all of my vendors and the people I work with are, are people that I've created these relationships with for such a long time. 
And there's a reason why we keep going back and keep using. Yeah, collaboration is everything in design. Even the collaboration with other designers because multiple designers may work on a project. Yeah. And you have to be able to kind of not get along with everybody, but get along with everybody and be yeah. able to bring something to the table mm-hmm. that says, you know, this is one thing. Here's what should happen. You know, like we, you know, these, I think too many people have watched too much HGTV. Oh yeah. <laughs> and think things just happen by happenstance. Like, oh, you know, I could just do this, you know. I'm like, well, how are you spanning 14 feet, my friend? How is that happening? Yeah. So it really does take the questions. And, and you're good with it because you and a couple other designers pre-send things that say, here's what I'm thinking of doing. Is this going to work? Is this the best solution? I get a lot of pictures of windows. And I have to say the worst ones are the ones where, unfortunately, the retail environment finds us mm. and I get pictures of things and I have oh to God. laugh and be like, no, thank you. We, you, you can't make things work that aren't supposed to work. Right. So right. It has to be meant to be. Yeah. And sure. you have to know when a blind is the right answer and when a drape or a Roman shades, the right answer, or if it's to be left on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always, and and as you saw the other day when the three of us were talking, oh, it yeah. took us going around <laughs> in, a, in a tornado circle to come to a resolution that was comical. Yes. And Hilarious. it was like, oh, duh. <laughs> I, I uh, actually, I went to that client, yes, was it yesterday or the day before? And I told them the whole story. I was like, well, this is what happened. <laughs> we went to the workroom. We looked through all these things. We came up with all these solutions. And we circled back and realized that you have a vertiglide in the same room. So why don't we not just put that same treatment on the window? And he's like, well, that's clever. <laughs> it's just like, oh my uh, God. Uh, what a concept. Oh, you're going to the same treatment. Yeah. Uh, yes. There is something called over-designing. Oh my God. For sure. I mean, we had like all these options and it was just like, holy shit. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> We're all culprits of over-designing where you have to take it. It's almost like when you do further stuff, you pull it all, you take a step away from it, walk in the other room and come back and be like, what am I eliminating? There's way too much stuff here. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm helping my little sister, number seven. Oh my God. Move it back into her house after 10 years. So I'm sending all my vendors there yeah. to go fix and do and she hasn't lived there for 10 years because she wanted her kids to graduate out of Coronado High School. Okay. And that has now happened. And she said, I have nine paint colors. Oh my God. I would like to pare it down. I think. <laughs> and I said, great, great. I'm like, let's just, let's do this, do this, do this. And talking about the funny clientele, I'm like, listen, painter doesn't need your backstory. Yeah. He just needs to know what he's painting where. Yeah. Uh, let him do his job and do not comment on the colors until after it's done. Yeah. And the one color that we picked that has just been the hardest one that I am just, I don't know what is happening uh-huh. or how to change the lighting in her kitchen and her back office, which is like a mud room. The gray paint on the can is gray and the room is blue. 
Well, gray is so hard. And it's such a, not a cool gray. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, what is happening here? So now I want to actually put warm lights in our kitchen. And see what that helps. Allow it to be more gray. Oh my God. We were dying, dying. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had grays like go lavender, purple. And let's like, this is not. <laughs> yeah, she she walked through the, the putty color I picked for her living room. She had this kind of warmy, yellowy green on there before because they were very into arts and crafts and everything was like natural and the whole thing. And I'm like, I'm a little over it. Let's move back your house back into the mid-century. I picked yeah. a putty. She looked at all the areas where they were cut in and the two colors, the putty looked gray. And I said, you've got to allow it to be painted. Yeah. Your brain is trying to to figure it blend out. them. Yeah. And it's not blending them. And so, and she walked the job and she's like, oh, it looks fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's great. Your putty's not putty anymore. Yeah. Painting is very difficult. It's, yeah, it's just problems for sure. Um, and you had mentioned, you know, all these other treatments, having um, shutters and blinds. And can you share a little bit about that aspect of the business and the services that you have there? So I, for many, many years, always believed in a product that can get you at least the 10 years okay. before your brain wants to change. So in the world of design, we I always follow the 10 year rule. Okay. And I'm not sure if they taught this in school for you. I don't remember any of this. So every 10 years, your design aesthetic changes. So when doing children's rooms, there's like growth stages, like, mm -hmm. you know, that what a 12 year old wants isn't what a 16 year old wants. And there's like the little growth stages. So you don't let them choose till it's time for them to choose. And if you want them to grow into it, they're going to, you know, you layer it. Right. So to speak. So I always multiple things in my design concept is the home should always be where your vacation is. You shouldn't feel like you need to go on vacation leaving your home. So it should be your cocoon. It should be your everything. Mm -hmm. It's your safe space. Right. So in doing that, you, whatever you pick should withstand time for 10 years. So the design aspect of the things, if it's a focal point, you want it to be on trend, but not trendy. Right. You want it to have substance that it's not going to break, bust, or disintegrate before 10 years is up. You want to be the one to decide to make it go away, not for it to decide to go away. So I always took on Hunter Douglas because they were the leaders in the longevity of mm. products. And we're very proud of their name and their product and being made in the USA right. and all the things that were granted they have uh, components that come in from overseas but right. it's all manufactured in plants here in the united states which is huge yeah. so trying to make sure that we don't lose the things to china that we don't want to lose right so everything in my house that's a blind is a hunter douglas every drape is stitch uh everything has to have its vibe and its thing and its ability to stand time so they have three different kinds of shutters that I liked because they have the environmental one. They have the wood, uh, which is all, they're all made in the United States. So the EPAs okay. are, they're all environmentally made, including their vinyl. So, you know, it's, it, their whole thing is Hunter Green. Their whole product line okay. is sustainable, <laughs> sustainability and not leaching more out of our environment. 
even with my clients, I like to use natural stuff. Right. Have to be careful, as you know. Yep. Have to be careful with linen at the coast. It has a very... (laughs) Oh my God. It tends to grow on us. It shrinks and grows, shrinks and grows, and has a mind of its own. Yeah. And it's just a natural grass. It's a grass. We, We can't... We can't... And it's so unpredictable. It's so crazy that I, I wish I could predict what it would do. Right. Because if I could come up with a program to make that not grow, I would be a millionaire. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Coming up with some sort of a solution. To I'm like, I need to start thinking these things. <laughs> I mean, I designed a t-shirt the other day with a handle on the back of it for my next door neighbor's kid who's learning oh my God. Like, You need a handle on the back of that shirt. And she's like, you need to design it. <laughs> You're not kidding. Give me one of your shirts. <laughs> like, how genius is that for those little nine months? Pull them back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're not going to fall. There's a handle. That's hilarious. Oh, anyway. So, so, uh, so I took on the whole Hunter Douglas, and because I work with so many designers, and so huh. many designers were all over the place on where to source their products and yeah. how much they were paying. I had one designer paying retail. And then having to sell it to our clients. And I oh believe my gosh. that the client, that my clients, which are designers, should be able to resell everything and make a profit. And the clients should still get out ahead with their knowledge and their product and their offerings without having to go to these big houses and these other things. Mm-hmm. I want to nurture the ability for designers to be able to be sustainable yeah. and not source through these prehistoric sources that are retail yeah exactly and i think for a new designer you know part of the problem is they don't under they don't know where to resource right they don't they don't have access to that or they just don't know by just not knowing they haven't been in the field long enough and for new designers i i have taken on the ability to offer them fabrics and do the whole thing so they can do oh yeah you've seen the library so you know the ability for me to source things for them if they're new and they don't understand it's like here is yeah you know the whole thing versus you having to do stuff because when you were at the beginning a lot of people don't teach drapery classes anymore they don't understand how fabric performs correct and then these new designers are out there picking things that are inappropriate for a window covering Mm -hmm. and for a window covering to perform the way a client expects it to perform exactly i was just talking about this in um the previous episode about like if you're not going to go to design school and and get a bachelor's you should at least get these certain classes and textiles was was one of those classes i said you really need to understand textiles right and and how they operate and how they work um and that again and you being able to offer these fabric books in your showroom for them to then choose from and having you as a guide to be a second set of eyes to be like, okay, that's not going to work. And here's why. So it really educates them. And then also if for you to be able to purchase the fabric, set it all up, having it sent to your workroom so that it gets there, you know, the right way versus them having to run off, go to a, a fabric shop, try to pick a, a drapery fabric or whatever it is, and then, you know, possibly make a mistake of not yep. choosing the right thing. And then they might not realize, oh, I've got to get this shipped to the workroom. Instead, they have it shipped to their house or somewhere else. It gets lost. Like there's a whole, there's a million things that can happen or they just don't know. Um, so 
for you to be able to offer that service to them, it's, it's huge. Well, and it's, it's, it's really for us at the same point, we get so many problems with fabrics, whether there's flaws or uh, ripped rolls, dirt, things. I got something cut the other day where the, it was cut on the end of the thing and the whole thing was dirty and it's a silk. And you just, I have to be able to tell somebody, I told her, I had a designer come in and look at her fabric because they said, this is Larson, this is $180 net a yard. And there are some big flaws you need to see so that you can tell me if your client's going to accept this because I, it's part of what the fabric is, but not what the knowledge is when you're looking at a small sample or I'm looking at things and designers don't understand that a pattern is printed crooked. Yeah. So I can only, I can work within something that's called a half an inch of tolerance. Okay. So I don't really like to because it right. makes things run crooked. And then the illusion is the pattern's going up and you can't match the seams and you're trying to hide stuff. So we always send it back. We always tell the designers, this is crooked. We, you know, it's not going to make up not good. I just had something that was almost an inch and they accepted it. Oh my God. And had it go forward. And I am like, Ooh. yeah, I, uh, I, I. So do you have them sign off on that? knowing like I have an email that says you've accepted this and, and you're going forward with it. So yes, I have to have people sign off on things that I do not agree with. Yes, absolutely. They have to come in and accept it. So uh, because I have to be the quality control yeah. of everything. The other day, actually the other day was two months ago. <laughs> the other day, two months ago, <laughs> pre-COVID, you know, my time frame still yeah. <laughs> I regaged all of our tables. I, we took them apart. Oh my God. We re, our tables have carpet padding underneath them. So I had to buy all new carpet padding, all new canvas, uh, reset the rulers. So everything has straight lines, everything's plump because as things age, you know, they get a little bit wonky. So yeah. I wanted to make sure that our quality control. So if something goes in crooked, it's not me, it's a fabric growing, which I can never guarantee if a fabric's yeah. gonna grow or not. It's like, you know, there's tricks like you have to look, which I taught you, you look yeah. at the seams and if the seams are even and the, and the fabric dips in the middle, it's the fabric growing right. versus anybody doing uneven. Yeah. I literally, as I told you the other day, was at a job where another workroom made some drapes and was floored by how they were doing this. And it wasn't growing fabric because it was an acetate that doesn't grow mm -hmm. so it doesn't have the ability to grow I was just like w w w w why did you accept this and she's <laughs> it was less painful to accept it and uh -huh. try and fix it and go than it was to she said she felt bullied by the person and I felt so bad for her wow. that I said that's not I it's not should be. I mean, I mean, we all have our temper tantrums. Yeah. I'm like a Gemini, for God's yeah. sakes. I yeah. will have a temper tantrum for five minutes and then I'm fine. Yeah. You know, as long as I get it out and get my energy out and clear it. Yeah. Then it, then I'm good. And then I'm like, <laughs> what, what happened? But I, I just was like, this is crazy. How is this? I was like, you need to send this back. And she's like, I can't send it back. Because I said, oh God, I've got to figure out how to make this work or fix it or band it or do something where I could. Yeah bring it in and try and make it all even and I don't know yeah. touch the ground something yeah. yeah oh my gosh yeah it's crazy what I see out there 
Well, that's why we love you because you get to share these experiences and help us avoid <laughs> a lot of these mistakes. Next time, this will be a glass of rosé. Yes, we, we definitely have to do that. <laughs> in the evening, in the evening, not 8 a.m. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do an evening one. So tell me, um, you know, you were just talking about how you're a Gemini and then, you know, there's all this energy going on. How do you stay grounded? How do you, are you practicing anything to help you stay centered? And, and you've got so many hats that you're, you know, so it's funny because I told my husband, you know, we need like the ability to go blah. Yeah. Let it all go. So because he has just as stressful as a job that's like Mm. constant moving parts. So uh, two things. I built a home gym. Oh, okay. I didn't build it. I yeah. designated a room for a <laughs> And every night, either before or after dinner, depending upon when we get home, we walk or we bike ride. And then we share our experiences, get him out there, talk yeah. through him. I guidance counsel for him. Um, it's funny because uh, as a Gemini, I think that I am weirdly... Uh, see things differently than he does he's yeah. a scorpio he's an overthinker okay. okay he's a i was like you are overthinking that to death yeah you know you need to stop going to the what if and just you know the thing so i if we always go on a bike ride or walking and goes can you remind me how you said that before because i was really good uh, <laughs> i'm a people person so i am yeah. a massager of people yes and it's all in how you massage a client to get onto the page of of what it is and how you spin your words mm-hmm. because people are reactive to words and I've learned through the years and years and years that they only need to know what they need to know yeah you know putting it in a different way is just going to save them the grief of overthinking because all good designers clients are high analyticals so they're overthinking everything to death this is what I've in my infinite wisdom <laughs> is in a crazy chaotic Gemini who's codependent and can't say no, I work with all these super, super analyticals. Mm. And, you know, you have to kind of go like this to get them into where they need to go. So it's like, you know, hurting the cats to get them in the shoot. Yeah, I can see that. So yes, our exercise is everything uh, to downtime, playing tennis and going to the pool afterwards for a quick barbecue. We go and abuse my mom's pool. Nice. So she lives in a condo complex. And so we are like ninjas in there. <laughs> it's like tennis, pool, barbecue, peace out. Look at you. <laughs> you have a whole but, routine. That's awesome. <laughs> it's what no children buys you. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, so what do you have coming up in the future? What's going on? Do you guys have any big projects that you're excited about? Or are there changes that you're so, planning? So... Uh, we, we just had a design company that we love working with. They're very uh-huh. funny and he, he has a sense of humor. So nice. walk in with uh, cubicle drapes. So we've got 58 drapes to make. Oh my gosh. Yeah, by the 26th of August. So now it was like sourcing all the goods that I'm going to need for those things oh, and yeah. walking through their fabric. And I said, I'm not sure this fabric is going to perform the way that you, know, you think it is it's so you know you may come back after and you may want to add shot tape and do it but it'll go out perfect yeah so it was it, it's fun uh 
we've got a huge outdoor project. I can't wait till it leaves the workroom. <laughs> in white chenille. So, you know, uh, everybody with the outdoor. Oh my gosh. Oh, I think I saw some of that when I was in the, the workroom. Yeah, right? the black the... and white striped ones are done. Okay. And now there's giant white chenille yeah. that's changing to white chenille in a different way. And it's just like, it's so much. It's wow. like an entire huge house worth of outdoor patio furniture. Wow. And I can't wait till it leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I need my space back. I know. And your guys, your workroom's huge and still it's gets a We are purging. We're purging and letting everybody whether hey, if your kid's school needs fabrics. Oh yeah. So I'm getting all fabrics to, you know, sewing schools Perfect. and uh schools that need projects that can't afford any play companies that kind of stuff anybody okay. i'm like i just wanted to go to a good home and not into a landfill because yeah. i believe i don't want to be that person no absolutely if we can reuse that that'd be amazing i know you know one man's trash is another man's treasure yeah, it's huge so nice i'm excited to have you as our host for the design coven on thursday which is going to be the 21st of this week uh, where our coven gets to come in and learn it from you. We take a tour. Can you share a little bit about what we'll be doing um, as we learn or what well, we'll be learning? You'll start with coffee and donuts because <laughs> that's that'll get their attention quick. For sure. <laughs> and then I, I think I want to do twofold. I want okay. to tour them how workroom works and how yep. there's different sections and different people have different jobs, but we have a, a lot of cross training. Yeah. I believe that cross training is an answer. Um, but I think I want to pull some different fabrics that for them to understand a warp, a weft, uh, perfect things, things that people understand when things fight you, what they do yeah, and why. Yeah. So I'm going to try and find some fabrics. And if you are not busy and mm -hmm. want to come in prior to that, yeah. Um, you might uh, have some good opinions on what we Okay. Do. Okay, cool. Because I think it's kind of important. They can see what it's like for Sombrella to perform. Like, I mean, if they're going to see that job, they're going to see two different kinds of Sombrella. They're going to see very expensive Sombrella that is a chenille that people are like, that's Sombrella? Mm -hmm. And then there's going to see the stripe, traditional black and white stripe, where they're like, yep, that's Sombrella. So... I don't think people understand how how many amazing fabrics are and what can be done with fabrics. So, and then we can show them some of the finished products, uh, the drapes hanging, um, what we do, the different rods on the walls and what they mean and when we use them and Got it. you know that kind of stuff. So when we're testing, they can see what that kind of is. It's fantastic. So, and they can meet all of the people that work yeah. in magic. Yeah, I mean that that truly is magic. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we get to go. We get to go behind the curtain. Yes, you get to enjoy Oz. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. This is so great. Thank you, Linda. And how can other designers find you? Where Where can they connect with you to possibly have you work on their custom? So we're everywhere. We're everywhere you want. Okay. StitchStudioSD.com and uh, also on Instagram at Stitch Studio. Okay. So we've got both of those. And then Lay Domicile, which is uh, extraneous to everybody. Yeah. Um, because through my Lay Domicile, I do help designers. 
I and that's your interior do, design business. Yeah, and I do do a lot of their stuff for them when they don't have time okay. or don't understand. Oh, or, good to know. Okay. So that they can source to me and they get paid. Oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, we'll yes. link all these. So LeDomiciledesign.com is for LeDomicile and Instagram. I try to make them because it's too much to remember. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, But it's fun. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. we'll add all of that to the show notes so that everyone can get a hold of you. And then, yes, everyone in the design coven is coming over on Thursday to experience the space in person. So it's kind of exciting. Kind it's of super exciting. exciting. And I see that there's probably some other workshops and things in the works that we can do because there's so much to learn. I mean, this is just it's so crazy. Yeah. So crazy how much. And I just in order I have appellations. I'm ASID and I'm I ICDC certified. Okay. So I have both those certifications. And it's funny because I just was doing my 10 hours of CEUs and I was thinking to myself, these are all stupid CEUs. There <laughs> needs to be some more like better ones because it's a constant learning experience and a constant influx of like, it's crazy what I don't know. Yeah. You know, and what, you know, I joined a wellness design. So there's a Facebook group for wellness designed. Oh, what is Which it called? Is, it's called Wellness Design. Oh, it's called, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's all everything green. Oh, that's beautiful. So it, 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 it goes, it's all L-E-E-D certified and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. yes, the next time we're together, I'll show you and you can link into it. And I did that all because I volunteered at the Green Expo for ASID booth. So I manned the booth and learned and I was like, whoa, and yeah. learned about a new toilet and oh I was God. like wow it was a great, I mean it was great volunteering there to learn yeah so I got a little bit out of it it's fantastic yep love it all right Linda thank you so much I just so it appreciate you yes absolutely we'll see you on Thursday you have been listening to Bewitching the Home special thank you to all my Patreon members without you this show would not be possible music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau Editing by Marcy Ferry and special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel R-A-C-H-E-L Lorraine L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E and find out more information about the podcast on the website bewitchingthehome.com.